Jerome, Renegades, ex-ambassadors, y'all. Welcome to the world according to Bookie and them. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today. It's Throwback Thursday. Hope you've been having a magnificent day. Our weather here is looking really good, baby. It's just looking good. What can I say? What can I say? Hey, hey, hey. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. Going to be back in a moment. Don't go nowhere. Got a good podcast. Stay with me and hang on. Back in a moment with the world according to Buki and them. Thanks, y'all. Come on back. powerful as an Invisalign smile? Who's ready to So work? powerful, you can face anything, even these faces. Invis is a powerful thing. Invis is the clear aligner brand most trusted by doctors and more predictable. Invisalign. Thanks for coming back, everybody. It's probably worse than Wuhan. Experts warn China's COVID-19 lockdowns will once again cripple global supply chains. I told y'all, I'm just keeping my mouth shut. Y'all remember my other, my podcast from the day before? I said I have theories, but I'm going to keep my theories to myself. And I'm just going to tell y'all when, then. That's all I got to say. When, then. Uh, Experts are warning. China's recent string of COVID-19 lockdowns is about to send another shock. Through global supply chains. At least 373 million people in cities that represent roughly 40% of China's gross domestic product have been affected by the most recent wave of lockdowns across China. And that was reported by Reuters last what week. The strict lockdowns have left some residents desperate for food. And led to viral videos of Shanghai residents screaming from the window of their high-rise apartments. And with Chinese President Xi Jinping doubling down, or Xi, doubling down on the country's zero-COVID approach. Excuse me if I mispronounce your name. What happens in China isn't likely to stay there. Did you hear me? What happens in China isn't likely to stay there. Global supply chains are set to take a hit. After all, Shanghai is home to the world's largest port, and although it has largely remained open, trucks are struggling to unload cargo due to strict permit regulations causing shipping containers to stack up. Even with air and ocean ports open, the length of the shutdown could make this iteration the most significant logistics disruption since the start of the pandemic. The shipping company Freitos said in an update to clients, well, they said that earlier this week. That's rough news for the American consumer. Think about it. Given the fact that the U.S. imported more than goods from China than anywhere else in the world over the past decade, in 2020 alone, 
the U.S. imported roughly $435 billion worth of goods from Chinese cities and sent another $125 billion to the country in exports. And this is according to the Office of the United States Trade Representative. I'm breaking down what it means, or should I say, that means once lockdowns end, there's going to be an overwhelming movement of goods that cripples supply chains. John Monroe, an ocean shipping and supply chain expert who runs John Monroe Consulting, he had said that to, he told us, gave that information to freight waves just on this past Friday. It's probably worse than Wuhan. You're going to have a lot of pent up orders, he said. Lars Jensen, the CEO of the shipping industry advisor, Vespucci Maritime, said that he doesn't see any immediate end in sight to production and logistics disruptions in China either. The supply chain situation in Shanghai continues to worsen. The port is running out of capacity for some types of cargo as importers cannot collect their goods. And this was written by Jensen in this past Friday's post. With the outbreak in China and Guangzhou always leading to also leading to shutdowns there, the impact on export volumes out of China will grow larger. Investment bankers and banks or should I say investment banks are also sounding the alarm on the potential impact of the strict lockdowns in China. In a note downgrading Chinese GDP growth expectations, UBS said even more localities have initiated de facto lockdown since finding COVID-19 cases. Logistic problems were more widespread in April, leading to production disruptions in multiple industries. The UBS team, led by economist Ta Wang, wrote this could impact China's trade more significantly. The economics added that they believe the Chinese government is unlikely to adjust its current policy anytime soon, even if officials are working to reduce transport blockages and production disruptions, meaning supply chain chaos is likely to continue in the near term. The effects of widespread lockdowns in China are already being felt as far as Europe according to the European Union Chamber of Commerce in China. The organization sent a letter to the Chinese government urging officials to revise their policies last week, arguing arguing the effects of the lockdowns have already begun to affect European suppliers. A flash survey from the German Chamber of Commerce in China conducted in the first week of April found that roughly half of German companies' logistics warehousing, and supply chain operations were completely disrupted or severely impacted by the current COVID-19 situation in China. Things that make you go, hmm. 
back in a moment with the World According to Buki and them podcast. Stay with me. Yes. Han, the weather tech's here. WeatherTech is the ultimate protection for your vehicle. Laser-measured floor liners, no-drill mud flaps, cargo liner, bump step, seat protector, and cup phone. What about my car? WeatherTech. Thanks for coming back. A 4 billion year old, 80 mile wide comet is headed towards Earth. An ancient comet believed to be more than 4 billion years old is heading towards Earth. The massive comet is at least 80 miles across, making it twice the width of Rhode Island. It's currently accelerating towards Earth at at 22,000 miles per hour. This ancient comet is the largest comet ever discovered. The comet in question is currently traveling towards Earth at 22,000 miles per hour. It hurls inward from the edge of our solar system. Fortunately, you don't have to worry about the comet's impact on Earth. Astronomers say that it will never pass closer than a billion miles to the sun. This is slightly more than the distance between Earth and Saturn. An ancient comet is expected to pass this close to Earth sometime in the year of 2031. This means we have several years before we have to worry about this ancient celestial body. However, it is always interesting to know when comets and asteroids are headed our way. David Jewett, a professor of planetary sciences at the astronomy at UCLA co-authored the study on the comet um, and colleagues um, says that objects like this ancient comet were kicked out of the solar system a long time ago. Um, the comet then settled into the Oort cloud, Jewett says, in a massive array of distant comets that surround our solar system Then other comets, like this ancient comet, orbit the solar system billions of miles into deep space. Besides heading towards Earth, there's something else that makes this ancient comet intriguing. For example, astronomers say that this comet has the largest nucleus of any comet we've ever seen so far. They determined the size of the core using NASA's Hubble Space Telescope. They currently estimate the comet to be up to 85 miles in size. Comet C-2014-UN-271 was first discovered by Pedro Bertinelli and Gary Bernstein. It was, or Bernstein, I'm sorry. Uh, it was first observed by astronomer, astronomers in 2010. At that time, the ancient comet was 3 billion miles from the sun. Now, it's less than 2 billion, now it's less than 2 billion miles from the sun. Jewett says that it will continue in its current cycle until it finally returns to the Oort cloud in a few million years. Jewett says that this ancient comet is bigger and darker than coal. The team estimates that the comet weighs about 500 billion tons. I said 500 billion tons. This 
is 100,000 times greater than the mass of a typical comet found near the sun. Of course, this is not the first unusual comet discovered by astronomers. Uh, Previously, NASA, this comet and its wonderful aura, astronomers have also previously found culprits in a place they have never seen before. David Jewett, professor of planetary sciences and astronomy at UCLA and co-author of the book New Study in Astrophysical Journal Letters, we have always suspected that this comet must be large because it is so bright at such a great distance. Now we confirm it. Well, long as it stay at a great distance and don't touch the earth, I don't, I don't got no problem with it. Because this, you know, the, remember I told y'all a couple weeks ago in the podcast, I was watching a movie and it was called, I couldn't think of the name of it, but I know what it is now. It's called Don't Look Up. But I don't want to panic nobody, but at the end of the day, um, this is a trip. I just thought I would share it with everybody, um, but no worries. Back in a moment with the World According to Bookie and Them podcast. Thanks for coming back, everybody. Biden will send more arms and economic aid to Ukraine. Putin cancels plan to storm last stronghold in Mariupol. The United States will send 800 million arms package to Ukraine, supplementing its military with heavy artillery as Ukrainians try to fend off renewed Russian attacks on the eastern and southern parts of the country. U.S. President Joe Biden also announced plans to send $500 million more in direct economic aid to Ukraine and take in more refugees fleeing the carnage of Russia's invasion. Meanwhile, Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered his military to ditch its plan to storm Azovstal steel plant in the besieged city of Mariupol, where several thousand Ukrainian troops as well as civilians are encamped, opting instead to continue to seal off the facility via blockade. Russia's desire to show significant success in the war ahead of its victory date on May 9th could affect how how quickly and forcefully it attempts to conduct military operations in Ukraine. The UK's defense ministry said in a tweet, Meanwhile, Ukraine has presented a plan to halt Russia's ability to finance its war with oil and gas revenues by restricting key sectors in the country like banking, energy, transport, and import-export operations. A human rights, well, a new human rights watch report alleged that Russian forces committed a litany of apparent war crimes during their occupation in Bucha. Human Rights Watch said its researchers went to Bucha days after Russian troops withdrew from the area and found extensive evidence of executions, other unlawful killings, torture, all of which would constitute war crimes and potential crimes against humanity. Nearly every corner in Bucha is now a crime scene. 
and it felt like death was everywhere. Richard Ware, crisis and conflict researcher at Human Rights Watch, you know, in the report said, the evidence indicates that Russian forces occupying Bucha showed contempt and disregard for civilian life and the most fundamental principles of laws of war. The Human Rights Watch report was compiled after researchers analyzed physical evidence, photographs, and videos after they spoke with 32 residents there, emerging responders and morgue workers, doctors, and local officials. The United Nations, or should I say, sorry, let me back paddle, the United Kingdom unveiled new sanctions targeting top Russian military leaders, including the Butcher of Bucha. Among those sanctioned are Russian Lieutenant Colonel Azetbek Omorbrikov, the commanding officer of the unit that occupied Butcha, where there have been reports of war crimes. Omorbrikov, dubbed the Butcher of Butcha, is subject to tra a travel ban and an asset freeze in the UK. Also, the Russian Colonel General uh, Andrei Serdikov, Commander of Airborne Forces, is one of six senior commanders who oversee the different districts of the Kremlin's invasion of Ukraine. He also headed the operation of the annexation of Crimea by Russian by Russia in 2014, according to British government. Um, Serdogukov is also subject to a travel ban and asset freeze. The UK government has sanctioned approximately one trillion worth of global assets from Russian banks, oligarchs, and their families, according to figures provided by the British government. The Biden administration unveiled a new program to expedite the admission of Ukrainian refugees into the U.S. Through a web portal expected to launch Monday, individuals and organizations in the U.S. can apply to sponsor Ukrainians fleeing Russia's invasion. Thousands of Ukrainians previously fled to Mexico and sought refuge at the U.S.-Mexico border, where they were able to enter under a special refugee status. Biden has said the U.S. will accept as many as 100,000 Ukrainian refugees. The policy change could strand some Ukrainians who are already at or near the U.S. border with Mexico. Back in a moment with the World According to Buki and Them podcast. Stay with me. Assuming all NBA players want rings. Why do we have coasters if nobody's going to use them? It's like assuming State Farm doesn't have great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or click to get a quote today. Thanks for coming back, everyone. Moana's Ali Carvalho urges Disney to listen and step up as Don't Say Gay Law passes. Ali Carvalho says to speak directly about the Disney of it all, to have the individuals stand up against a corporation is what is needed to happen. Ali Cravelio has a message for corporations. Say gay. In a new interview with IndieWire, the Moana voice actress, who is bisexual, touched on Florida's parental rights in education bill, widely denounced by critics as the Don't Say Gay bill, that Governor Ron DeSantis recently signed into law. The law prohibits discussions about sexual orientation and gender identity 
in primary school classrooms. So on March 11th, Walt Disney's company CEO, Bob Chapek, apologized to employees for the company's silence amid the passing of Florida's new legislation after employees organized and wrote letters about the company's handling. Cravalho, 21, told IndieWire, we know that representation is important, but real life is bills and laws being pushed forward by lawmakers that are directly funded by corporations. It's important that they be on the right side of history and listen. Instead of trying to play the safe role and take a step back, take a step forward, she continued. Step up. Step up and say what's right and what's wrong. And say gay for God's sakes. People are gay. People are gay. If you didn't know by now, now you know. And on that note, back in a moment with the world according to Buki and them podcast. Stay with me. Start selling online with Shopify, the e-commerce platform that's trusted by millions of businesses worldwide. Build your online store without any coding or design experience. Reach more customers with Shopify's social media and marketplace integrations. Instantly accept all major payment methods. Grow your business online with powerful tools that help you find customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day for a low monthly cost. Go to Shopify.com and start your free trial today. Thanks for coming back, everybody. And those from those of us from Chicago, from Milwaukee, uh, from Michigan, from pretty much all over the United States, I want to say, and overseas make a pilgrimage to the midwest my boys growing up love the cars so anyway it is getting close to time for the indianapolis 500 races and they have their open test you know for the races and um six-time ntt indycar series champion scott dixon led the first day of the Indianapolis 500 open test on yesterday at Indianapolis Motor Speedway as drivers and teams began preparation for the greatest spectacle in racing. Dixon's best lap was 227.187 miles per hour in the number nine PNC Bank chip. Nasi Racing Honda aided by an aerodynamic toe on the 2.5 mile oval. The session started 90 minutes late due to morning rain. Testing ended approximately 30 minutes early as a precaution so IndyCar and IMS officials could inspect the acceleration lane inside turns one and two after three drivers spun while exiting the lane, that lane during the day with two of the incidents happening in the last 20 minutes of running. Cool air temperatures ranging from the mid-50s to low-60s kept speeds high and drivers on their toes as most rain in aerodynamic packs. There, weren't, there were three sessions with the opening two hours for veteran drivers, followed by a two-hour session for rookies and veteran refresher tests, and then an open track for all competitors. 
I think the conditions are always pretty ideal when you run this time of year, Dixon said. The car feels really good. A lot of it depends on track placement and how many and how much confidence you have in the car, how big a toe you can get. I guess we looked out on that today. We still have a bit of a test. We didn't get through too much of it because the sessions was kind of the session was kind of fragmented than obviously finishing early. Still a lot of work to do, I think, for the tomorrow. Maybe we'll get a bit of time extension tomorrow, depending on conditions. All in all, I think that all drivers were really confident with how the day went and how the cars felt. But I think that maybe, well, that's maybe the board because of conditions. The IndyCar Radio Network will provide coverage for all car sessions. The coverage will be on network affiliates, including racecontrol.indycar.com and the IndyCar app powered by NTT Data. Please forgive me, everybody. I forgot the people, great people of Indianapolis, Indiana, and the state of Indiana that come down for the races for the 500. What a way to start the summer. Those of you listening to my podcast, come check it out. There's a lot of festivities going on, and you can look it up on, um, you know, the uh, IndianapolisSpeedway.com. That's uh, www.IndianapolisMotorSpeedway.com. Get all the information, you know, learn about it and everything like that. And, um, yeah. Oh, by the way, by the way, Indianapolis 500, if y'all need a new singer to sing back home again in Indiana, hook me up. Check this out. Back home again in Indiana. How I long for my Indiana home. If y'all need somebody to sing it this year, hook me up. I need that check. Back in a moment with the world according to Bookie and them, y'all. Quit playing. You know you know better. Win Coachella tickets for life. Create a short showing who your dream plus one would be. And use hashtag YouTube Coachella sweepstakes for a chance to win two lifetime tickets. Front row Coachella, only on YouTube Shorts. World according to Bookie and them does not own any of the rights to any of the music, any of the commercials, or some of the sayings, y'all. Make it a great night. Pray for peace everywhere, y'all. Peace.